0: Love, Hope, Radio. It's that time again, time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you, think, whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you, know, whatever you feel, whatever you think, doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R. Because talk with Tiny has got to be relevant. Talk with Tiny has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tiny has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tiny No Wife. Have had a ball celebrating the first week of Women's Month and the first week of my fourth book, Girl You Can Win. Monday, we had Layla Hathaway, Michelle McKinney Hammond on. Tuesday, we had Charvette Mitchell, DeWan Abrams, author of the hot new book, My Mother's Child. And tonight we have British Hill, an Essence best-selling author. Kendra Bellamy listen tonight's topic is girl you can win when you hire a life coach we're talking about the benefits of uh, hiring a life coach so that you can win in every facet of your life now hello to everyone who is on the line in the chat I am your host Tanya White and I've been ecstatic all week I'm hyped up and I'm just so excited to celebrate This is a wonderful month of Women's Month because the one thing I love being is a woman. We were created to change the world. We are encouragers. We are compassionate. We are resilient. We are intelligent, savvy, successful, and I just love being a woman. And so this week, we're having a special week of extra shows, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Our regular night is Thursday night, and listen, we have been having a ball, and I think everyone who has been listening? Everyone who has ordered my book. Now tonight, I want you to go order the book. If you, or if you're on the page right now, I want you to click. Girl, you can win and order, and order it from Amazon.com, or you can go to my personal website at tanyawhite.com. Tanya is T-A-N-Y-A. White is in the color. And when you order tonight, we're giving you a free download of a. Uh, a teaching I did called I'm starting over and I ain't never going back to that place again. Listen, I taught it a few years ago and it is powerful. It gives you powerful tips about how when you are determined to start over and determined to live your destiny, there's some places and some people you cannot visit ever again. Listen, it's talking about the blind man who wanted to see and Jesus gave him his sight and Jesus told him, don't go back. There again, it's powerful, it will change your life, and then you will have a winning book to accompany that wonderful, uh, inspirational teaching. So order it tonight on TanyaWhite.com. I will sign it, uh, the book for you, and then we will send you a free download of that uh, teaching. Listen, this week, tomorrow, we have Allison Bird. If you listen to the Paul, uh, the Wealthy Speaker show a few weeks ago, Allison Bird was on the she is a magnificent motivational speaker. She will be on tomorrow night on our regular night at 7 p.m. And we're going to talk about, girl, you can win when you discover the your purpose within. It's going to be powerful. And if you really don't know what your purpose is right now, I would highly, highly encourage you to tune in tomorrow night. Call in the show because Allison is going to be on the entire show. She's going to give us tips, and she's going to... Take some calls, and if you have a call, a question about discovering your purpose, knowing what your purpose is, what do you do after you find it, we're going to answer all of those questions tonight. Now, uh, tomorrow night, listen, I'm so excited. I'm trying to get confused because we're going to talk about life coaching, and we're going to talk about this hot new book by Kendra Bellamy called 15 Years. And so we're going to get set to bring her on. I know it's a little early, but I want to bring Kendra on She is an essence best-selling author of a slew of books, and not only is she a best-selling author, she is um, also moderates and she's a founder of Writers Hut, online a writing community that helps writers really just dive into their purpose and get the information they need. And so tonight, Kendra's on to talk about her brand new book, Fifteen Years, and that was an intriguing title too. I love the cover, so. We're gonna bring her on. I believe this is her first time here on Real Talk with Tanya White, but I hope it's not her last. So welcome for the first, but not the last time, uh, to the Real Talk with Tanya White, Miss Kendra Bellamy. Hello, Kendra. How are you?
1: Hi, Tanya. How are you?
0: I am fantabulous today.
1: Good, uh, good.
0: Ready for spring? I don't know about you all. Oh in this my landscape. goodness!
1: Yes, yes. Please come. Yes. Sick <laughs> <Yes. laughs> of the snow. <laughs> yes. And
0: I'm ready for some sunshine and warm weather Well, welcome uh, I think this is your first time to It is All righty. Well, we are glad to have you And like I said, I am very excited to talk about uh, this book, 15 Years But before we dive into that, Kendra I always love to ask people to tell our audience who they are in their own
1: words I am a mother I am uh, a wife I am a writer I am a perfectionist I am overworked and underpaid. I am I am a lover of life. I love God. I love my friends. I love what I do, and I believe in everybody following their purpose, and I endeavor to help everyone who is in search of their purpose or people who know what their purpose is, but Need someone to maybe help point them in that direction as a passion of mine to do that so i'm I'm very passionate about what I do, but I'm also very passionate about helping other people reach their goals, whatever it is that they want to do
0: and that you are you said you're a mother, but you are a proud mama, I and am. I love the way you celebrate your daughter Brittany um Uh, and those who are a part of Writers' Hut and the writing community know. So I just thank you for being a proud mama (laughs) and uh, training your child in the way she should go. And so we thank you for that. Now let's talk about 15 years. What was the inspiration for this
1: book? You know, uh, 15 years, and a lot of times when you talk to writers, they will say that, you know, ideas for books and things of that nature kind of come as a what-if moment for them. Normally we'll hear something either by way of friends or on the news or we'll read something, and it'll touch on a particular topic, and our minds just kind of go to what if this had happened instead of that and what if it had been this instead of that. And so that's kind of what 15 years was for me. It really was an idea that was planted in my mind several years ago, and I had written Uh, a manuscript that was very similar to 15 years several years ago Mm -hmm. but I when I decided to embark on getting 15 years published when I pulled that manuscript out and I reread what I had written back in I think I wrote it back in 2001 or something like that Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to change the concept a bit on it but it was one of those things where I had uh, I thought to myself you know what could really happen to a child who is brought up in the system, who who the state basically has taken care of their entire lives, how does that affect them, them into their adulthood? Do they get over it as as we're so easy to say, oh, get over it, you know, that was a long time ago, you know, that kind of thing, or is it something that's a burden to them in a sense that they carry into their adulthood and how do how do they handle the way that these things, the negative things that may have happened to them because they didn't have a stable home, how do they handle that? Mm-hmm. as they move into adulthood and so therefore the idea for josiah's character was birth mm-hmm. and uh, i wrote this book 15 years surrounding him and he is a very very successful man uh, 30 years old. He's a corporate giant, basically working for a Fortune 500 company. He graduated at the top of his class. You know, He has all of these wonderful things going for him. He's, he's uh, very handsome. He's a single man. He gets a lot of attention from women. All of this uh, stuff that makes it look good on the outside is what people see on the outside. And on the outside he looks like a man who has it all together. But mm-hmm. on the inside he is very broken and very uh, he feels like he is incomplete. He feels like he does not even have an identity on the inside because of the way he was brought up, being bounced from foster home to foster home and, and not having stable parents in the home with him, never feeling like he was a loved child except for a six-year period mm-hmm. that he was placed in one foster home where he felt like he had a mother and a father and a sister and a brother during the time, that six years that he was there, and then right before his 15th birthday he is snatched away from them, Mm -hmm. sent back to his neglectful mother to spend the rest of his uh, growing days with her before going into adulthood, and he never saw that foster family again. And so it gets to a point in his life where he has found all this great success and is still unhappy, and he realizes 15 years after being taken out of their lives that he needs to go back and do backtrack and find the root of where he felt loved so he can feel that love again. And so this book Mm -hmm. is really about him going back and trying to find that family and seeing if he can find that same connection with them that he had as a child.
0: Wow. I've got chills just listening to this because Mm -hmm. just looking at the cover and looking at the title, uh, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't think that you have so many issues. Now, there's three things I want to bring out, first of all, You write about a broken man, Mm -hmm. and we don't hear that in society, that men can be broken uh, Mm -hmm. and that they can want to, you know, fix their life together by going back and, you know, really do, you know, healing. Was that something that you set out to do when you did this to talk about uh, men being broken and how it affects them? Uh, well, yeah. I mean,
1: if anybody follows my career and reads my novels, they'll find that in all of my novels, there is a male character that is mm-hmm. really the primary lead character. Mm-hmm. And I started writing that way, really in a uh, an effort to bring uh, a light to the more positive part of our community, because a mm-hmm. lot of our African-American novels that I have read in my lifetime really show our black men in a very negative light, mm-hmm. and they are they are on drugs they're in jail they won't take care of their families you know it's just all of this stuff that's going on and it's it's very real because that is in our community but it does not embody our community it's not all that our men are about and so all of my books really has a man in, in the starring role who has issues he's dealing with some junk he's got some stuff going on but he's trying all he can to make it right he's trying to do the right thing he loves god first of all, and he loves his family, and he's trying to do right by everybody, even in all the mistakes that he makes and everything. He is trying to do the right thing. And in this particular book, you're right, a lot of times we don't hear about broken men and men Mm -hmm. who are struggling with different things, but it's not because – they don't exist is because they don't talk about it you know they, they don't they're not so open to talk about it as a lot of times women can be when it comes to these things and that is the way Josiah is and that's why he's been a broken man for so long because he's been basically wearing a mask you know there are very few people that even know about his past it's not something that he's divulged to a whole lot of people in his life and so he almost struggles with this alone by choice you know he's he's nightmares and and can't sleep well, and you know just just really having an inward battle going on just for years in his life, you know, really having to kind of cry in secret about all of the things that really are 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 publicly just kind of haunting him, and so uh he chooses to deal with it as most men that we hear about deal with it, and that is alone and by himself, and, and he prefers that nobody knows about it, but eventually, in order for him to get the help that he, he needs, he's going to have to open up to people, and mm-hmm. he does start to do that, and when he starts to open up to people and they are the right people, like his pastor and his best friend and these people who can who can give him some strong spiritual grounding and give him good advice, not just based on common sense, but based on the Word of God, mm-hmm. you know, and so he he opens himself up to these people, and they basically are the ones who push him to go back and to find where he felt like, where he lost that identity and go back and see if he can mend that brokenness that's on the inside of him that has had him bleeding basically for 15 years.
0: Wow. If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Essence best-selling author Kendra Norman Bellamy. She's talking about her brand-new book, 15 Years. Love the name Josiah. Now, I said if I ever had a, a male child, that would be his name. Mm. Uh, so I <laughs> love the, the character. Also, I love the fact that you talk about uh, systematic failures in in the U.S., talking about, uh, you know, the the child care system when uh, somebody, the foster care system, because mm-hmm. that's a real issue. I'm a teacher, and mm-hmm. I've seen some of the kids bounce back and forth uh, from foster care, foster home back to uh, real parents, foster home back to real parents. So that is a real issue. Um uh, so did you ha did you have to stretch, do you have to research or do was this somebody that you knew closely to get this information?
1: Well, one of the things, one of I guess it was a motivation for me in mm-hmm. a sense was that my, my father has a very large family. Well actually both my parents do, but my father's is particularly large. He comes from a, a family of eighteen children. Same wow. mother, same father. Eighteen children. But because there were so many of them, his mother, my grandmother was still having babies when others were grown and getting married. Some of her children were grown, getting married, and she was still giving birth to other children. So they weren't really a tightly knit family. Mm -hmm. And so one of my father's brothers uh, had about, I believe it was either nine or 12 children. That he had. And ironically, he married one of my mother's sisters. So one of my father's brothers and one of my mother's sisters were husband and wife. Wow. And they had a, uh, together, they had nine or 12 children. And both of them, uh, unfortunately, met an untimely death. Both of the parents did. And so the children, because their aunts and uncles were all spreaded all over everywhere and weren't really all that close, the children ended up being in the foster system. And mm-hmm. so these children were scattered in different foster homes, and eventually family members kind of got them and took them in. But I noticed, I thought about it when I would look at them, even today, that some of them were affected differently than others because of the foster care system. And I was really intrigued by what causes them to see it in different ways and, and others to see it other ways, and, and some to seem to thrive regardless and others not you know, with that and I, I have one cousin in particular amongst those nine or twelve children who really it seems like the the place where he was put in somehow or another gave him the strength and made him stronger, made him want mm-hmm. to do more with his life just because of the hardship that he had. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at him as I was creating Josiah And that's really kind of what happened with Josiah. He, you know, like I said, graduated at the top of his class from college and from high school, but it wasn't because he was all that smart of a guy. It was because he didn't want to look at his real life. So in order to not look at real life, he looked at his books. So he buried himself in his schoolwork all the time just not to face his reality. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, he graduated magnum cum laude you know, from college. But, you know, so on the outside, it looked like, you know, hey, this is just a really bright kid, you know, when really he's a broken and torn kid, and he's he is actually being very um, successful because of that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's amazing sometimes how... Some of our struggles and pitfalls and and things that are placed in our way can work to our advantage even when we don't realize that they are working to our advantage, you know, and so we look at those things and and we gain a certain amount of determination because we are determined not to fail or because we are determined that we're not going to look at this reality that we're going through. Instead of that, we're going to look at what we want to become. You know, not what we are right now, but what we want to do with our lives and, and make something better of our, ourselves so we don't, you know, find ourselves back in this particular place again. And so that was really a lot of the motivation behind this. I, I did draw a lot from my own family.
0: Wow, wow. Now, now, what would you say uh, to a Josiah who is listening right now and who is just figuring out that he needs to go back to move forward, but he's mm-hmm. very scared, mm-hmm. Uh and he doesn't have the support system as of yet. Mm-hmm. What words of encouragement would you give him right now about well,
1: I, I think I think it's important that we talk to those Josiahs before they necessarily get to the place of needing to come back. I think we need to. Let them. We need to to make them realize that there may come a time when you need to go back. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to catch it early because that's where that old saying of not burning your bridges come in. Okay. Because if if you know they if it's instilled into them early on that they may have to walk back this path again, then they realize how important it is to cherish all of those people that stepped in and tried to help in some way or another. And with Josiah. If he had gotten to this corporate giant and this successful individual and felt like he didn't need anybody anymore or felt like, you know, all of these other people were beneath him, then he never would have been able to go back. But because he did not burn those bridges, he he valued all of the things that people had done for him in the past you know, he was able to go back to them because he had not shunned them, he had not looked down on them or anything like that as he began to climb up a a successful ladder. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important that we catch them on their way up, not after they've gotten there, because if they got there and between the bottom of the ladder and the top of the ladder they cut off all communications and they did not want to deal with people and they thought they were better than this person or thought they didn't need this person anymore, then they get to a pinnacle of their lives and find out, hey, I have gotten, I've reached almost every goal in my life that I want to reach and I'm still very unhappy. Mm -hmm. And then they look back and realize, hey, this is where I had happiness. I need to reconnect to this. Well, if they burn the bridge that will get them back to that, then it's it's too late Mm -hmm. at that point. So it's very important that they cherish all of those good seeds that are planted in their lives at the beginning so that if life comes full circle and they find themselves money and all having to go back to their humble beginnings, then it won't be a problem with them doing that.
0: Wow. If you just join Real Talk with Tonya White, talking to Kendra, Norma Bellamy, talking about this fantastic book called 15 Years. Now, Kendra, our time is quickly running out, but I do want to talk. You said that Josiah was taken from his, you know, nurturing uh, foster home and then take, Place back with his neglectful mother. Correct. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What would you say to you know? Because uh, you have to encourage sometimes
2: mm-hmm. parents who
0: are not on their job.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and
0: as a teacher, I see it uh, and sadly see mm-hmm. it more than the you know the positive side. Right. How can you t- how can you really talk and get through uh, or plant that seed? To tell them that what they do, what they're doing now to their child, is mm-hmm. really having uh, a heavy effect on them.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I, you know, it's, it's so important, and and sometimes we, we we as parents don't realize how, first of all, how fleeting time is. Time just passes so quickly. I look at my daughters, and I have two of them, and one is now seventeen, the other is twenty, mm-hmm. and. I can remember when I was their age, you know, and so time has just passed so quickly. I remember giving birth to them and watching them grow and, and, you know, just thinking of where I wanted to be at the time they get ready to go to college or what I wanted to provide for them by the time they get to go to college. And those years just passed so quickly that I think parents need to really embrace their children and realize that they are the models that their children are looking at And, and what we do with our children in their youth affects them through their entire lives, whether that's good or bad. If we're planting bad seeds, those seeds are going to grow just like the good seeds that we are planting before them. And so it's just so important that we not only train them up in the way that they should go and not only tell them the right things to do, but that we live the right way in front of them so that they're not just doing what we say, but they can model after us and we can see them, modeling after us or walking in our footsteps and be proud of that and not be ashamed of that, you know, that they're actually walking in our footsteps and what they're doing is bringing us embarrassment or is bringing them troubles and trials um, unjustly, stuff that they don't really have to even face throughout life, you know, if if they would just have had a good role model to follow. And I often say all the time that no child should ever have to look outside of their home to find somebody to model their lives after. They should be able to find that in-house. And then, you know, they can look outside and see other models, but they should be able to find uh, a positive role model, male and female, or male or female, however that goes, within the four walls of their own home. So it's just so important for us to embrace our children, to love our children, and to raise our children properly so that society doesn't have to raise them later on.
0: Yes. Awesome, awesome. Where can we get this book, 15 years?
1: It is... It's pretty much in all bookstores right now. You can get it uh, in the local bookstores that you walk into, the Barnes and Nobles and uh, Books a Million, Borders, uh, online, Amazon.com. Uh, they can get it there. It's even at Walmart, so you can pick it up at Walmart. And I've right. a couple of people told me that they saw it in the book section of grocery stores. So all you know, it, it has it has really good distribution. So you know, it's out there. If if they're looking for it, they can get it. And they if they want to order online, they can actually go. To my website, uh, KendraNormanBellamy.com, and there is a books link on there that will take them to all of my books, and then there are links on the website that will take them to uh, online bookstores where they can purchase the books.
0: Wow Now Kendra Before we let you go You are a busy bee You are determined To win in 2010 You got a <laughs> projects project Out uh, January You had the morning after You have mm-hmm. 15 years out mm-hmm. In February Now you got something Coming out in Ju- July
1: I do Tell July us about the I have, Song uh, of Con- Solomon Song of Solomon Is coming out in July uh, And uh, this is a, a story That's actually Very dear to me But um, the story Really is about A young man Who has a gift to sing Who God has anointed To sing Who sings and people are healed and people are saved and all of this, but something traumatic happens in his life that snuffs out that gift. It takes away his entire desire Mm
2: -hmm. to sing
1: and to to use that ministry that God has given him. So he he needs to find a reason to sing again. And so that uh, really is what this particular book is about. And then I have my first nonfiction ministerial tool called I Shall Not Die that will be releasing in October and wow. that one is, is based upon my own life experiences with my first husband who passed away back in 95. And I have launched an entire ministry surrounding that book. as a motivational ministry that is called the I Shall Not Die Motivational Ministry. And I Shall Not Die dot uh, net or dot org is the website. You can go uh, on there. And people have already started pre-ordering. Everybody who pre-orders their name will actually go in the book. There will be pages in the back of the book for all of the people who are considered vision partners. Uh, for this particular project, and I know that God is really going to do some things with this book, and so I'm looking forward to that as well.
0: Well, we're going to have you back in October for that. Okay. Uh, I shall not die because I look of, forward to it. Oh, uh, yeah. You have been a joy, Kendra. Thank uh, you much for having success. me. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm going to order my 15 years now because I need that as a teacher. I know it's going to shed light and help me dig deeper into some of the kids that I. God allows me to encounter. So thank you for writing this book. Much success, and we look forward to having you back soon. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night.
1: All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, that was Kendra Norma Bellamy, Norman Bellamy, I'm sorry, and she is the author of a 15 Years. um, Awesome, awesome book. Go get it now. Go to Amazon. Go to KendraNormanBellamy.com. Get this book, especially if you're an educator. It sounds like a great tool that you need to encourage and show compassion to kids who are struggling with some very, very serious issues at home. Listen, tonight's uh, topic is, Girl, You Can Win When You Hire a Life Coach. We're not going to take a break because we want to get as much in with Miss British Hill as possible. She's been on the show many times before and we just love 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 having her here on the real talk so welcome i think this is her third or fourth time i don't know to <laughs> having her here
3: welcome british how are you hello miss tanya i am fantastic thank you how are you doing i am
0: fantastic as well I very think you are. um just wonderful this week
3: yes you are you're awesome your show as always is both entertaining and informative i always learn something new when i listen to your show and i just you know i want to you know commend you and thank you for being you and you know for all that you do for for women around the world and and, in the universe quite frankly so thank you very much
0: well you're so welcome (laughs) so welcome Thank you. Tell us who British Hill is because we know we need to know why we need to hire a life coach so that we can win in 2010 and beyond. Tell us who you are first.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Tanya, of course, thank you so much for having me as a guest on the show. It's different because not like I've been, I think, once before solo, but I'm usually here with my um, awesome best friend and partner, my husband, Shelby yes. Hill. Um, and uh, so we, I thank you for allowing me to come on and, and spend a little time to, to talk about something that's so near and dear to my heart, which is coaching. But um, first and foremost, British Hill, I am a wife and a mother. I have a 21-year-old son. It's almost hard for me to get those words out of my mouth. <laughs> that he is as old as he is, Julian, who's in uh, Chicago attending school. And um, I am a woman who has had her journey, you know, like everyone else. And, you know, I do have a story, and I have a story of uh, triumph as well as, uh, you know, lots and lots of, you know, uh, ups and downs, and some moments of turmoil. Um, so, I definitely have uh, lived a life that has been full of lots of lessons, and uh, some good, um, all good, but some that didn't feel really that great. But the truth is, is I've been able to persevere and really, you know, grow into the woman that I am today, which um, I, I really feel very proud of, and and it is because I have been able to very fearlessly walk forward into what I feel is truly God's intention for me, and that is to inspire and empower other women to step into their greatness and and, and face fear dead on and then walk through it and move forward. That's what I do. That's what I love to do. It does not feel like work. It really feels more like a calling. And every time I talk to someone about coaching, um, I feel as if I'm in service and I'm doing what I was meant to do. You said fearlessly walk forward.
0: I like that. You know I'm writing that down. I'm going to quote you on
4: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Facebook. Mm -hmm. Now, as a life coach myself, I know exactly what you mean. You you have to go through a journey before you are a life coach. You have to deal with some ugly truths about yourself and then be determined to heal them, get an action plan in order before you can really coach other people.
3: I agree. I do. I definitely agree. I think it is um, part of the process. I think it is um, what equips you to be able to pour into others and and, and shine a light for them.
0: Yes. Now, define what coaching is, British, because we hear that coaching has been out uh, heavily for the last 10 years, I believe. Uh, But what is coaching for somebody who does not really understand it as of yet?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm I'm going to start out like this. Usually whenever anyone asks me that question, I usually start out telling them what coaching is not, okay, okay? and then I go into what what coaching is. So first thing it's important to know is that coaching or or a coach is not a therapist, for example. Um, Typically therapist, much-needed, much-respected profession, but they typically focus on problems that are sort of rooted in the past. They talk to their clients a lot about why things happened. kind of usually comes from a place of fixing them, whereas a coach really comes from a place of where you are right here and right now and where is it that you'd like to be. And a coach also really comes from a place of you're not broken. Matter of fact, you are perfection. It's really about helping you to see it, to reveal it, to develop it, and then go ahead and use it. And so, a coach is definitely not a therapist. Mm -hmm. We work in the here and the now, and then we help people move forward and to create the life that they want and and really unveil the answers that exist within them already. That's Mm -hmm. why we're not friends and family. Now, let me say this: you you,
0: you can't just (laughs) rush through that. Okay, okay, go ahead. I've never, I've never heard anybody say that. You weak coaches help you see it, develop it, uh, and you're right. When people come to me and with that "woe is me," we can't talk about that because I'm, I'm not here to do that. Right. I'm here when you call me. That means you're ready to move and you're ready to move forward. And I'm just your cheerleader, your invisible hand pushing you forward. Ooh, okay. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's true. That's and we, a lot of people think I'm oh, gonna yeah. get a coach and I'm gonna have a shoulder to cry on, and I. I do a lot of interviews, and I'm sure you do, when, when people, you know, go down that road, you have to bring them back. And a lot of people think when you bring them back, like you said, to the here and now, it's that you're unsympathetic to what they're going through. Can you can you differentiate why it's so important for coaches to act act in the here and now so that we really can move forward?
3: Absolutely. That's a great, great suggestion. And so the, the reason we do that is certainly not because there's, you know, that we're unsympathetic. As a matter of fact, the coach um, is really, I believe, one of the most compassionate people that you can, you know, have in, have in your life for sure. But the reason why, is, in my opinion, is that as a coach, it's important for us to first help people to see it. Okay. people need to see what it is that they want and they need to see the opportunities that are right there in front of them oftentimes Mm -hmm. and at the same time be able to see the potential barriers so that they can be prepared to work through them. So we we can't hang out in the past and be that sort of woe is me and let you sort of, you know, wallow in the mire. We might let you vent for a little bit, but then we're always having to take you, you know, the, the, the goal is to take you to a place where you can see it. And then along with seeing it, we move you to a place of owning it. I believe it's important for people to own what is true for them, and a coach helps them to own their role in creating what they want, not blaming it on somebody else or looking outside yourself for it, but you got to own your role. What is it that you're going to need to do in order to create the life you want, and then own your commitment to doing what you can do? We spend a lot of time worrying about and talking about what we cannot do, whereas It's important for us to bring people into the here and now so we can get them to own their commitment to doing what it is that they can do and focus on that. And then finally, live it and be it. And what I mean by that is, as a coach, we deal in the here and now with people because it's only in the here and now that people can really begin to live it, Tanya. And what that means is taking consistent action so that they can create and then ultimately live the life that they want, and then on a daily basis be able to make those kind of choices that reinforce who you are and what you want. These are daily actions that need to take place. And then lastly, of course, be it. That means taking the see it, the own it, and the live it part, and then actually becoming it, being it. That means showing up, doing what you can do, and then be the person that you really, really are. With greater and greater frequency, those are what we, those are the the tenets, if you will, or the um, action system, which is the coaching program that I subscribe to through Compass. All of our clients, all of my clients in Compass, are being, you know, taught to see it, own it, live it, and then be it. That can only be done in the here and in the now.
0: British, I always tell you this every time you're on the show. When is the book coming out?
3: (laughs) I know, and Tanya, listen girl, you are my greatest inspiration because I see all of the awesome books that you write and how impactful they are and what a difference that they're making, so just know it's coming, it's coming, I got some things on the burner but it will be there and you will be the first one to know, Tanya, the book is coming out.
0: Listen, if you
3: need <laughs> me to be your accountability book
0: buddy, <laughs> let Tanya White know, because I, will. I can't even write all that down, I'm going to have to go back into my archives. Oh, Oh Girl. my goodness, British Hill! If you just turn tune into Real Talk with Tanya White, we have a dynamic, fantabulous, phenomenal British Hill uh, life coach of Compass Life Coaching. She gave some winning nuggets for a woman who wants to win. So if you miss it, you got to listen to the archives. Now you have. I know all of your clients have just leaped to different levels and dimensions in life because of your honest. Uh, consistent and real coaching. And we have some uh, of your clients on the line. And we want to bring them on, and we want them to share their testimony, uh, not only coaching with you, but what actually brought them to coaching. Uh, And so we're going to bring on 713. Um, And then I see my girl, Naima. We're going to save you for last, Dr. Naima, because you're my country music soul sister. And I know we talk a lot. But you have one of your clients, uh, 713, welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. How are you?
3: Hello. Hi, British. Hello, Ms. Shaquandra. How are
4: you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Hi, Tanya. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, first of all, let me just say that, British, I want to be number two when the book's ready to come out. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> you got it, Shaquandra. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank now, you now for inviting me on the call.
0: Oh, we, we yep, love man. having you on. And we want you to share your honest and real testimony about, first of all, what led you to finally say, I need a life coach.
4: Um, actually, I've worked with the life coach off and on for the last oh, probably four or five years. And I started my own coaching and consulting business about four years ago. And I really and strongly believe that every pastor should have a pastor and every coach should have a coach. And so the opportunity for me to consistently be coached while I'm coaching others was presented through Compass and um, the person that invited me to take a preview of the organization um, highly, strongly jumped up and down the recommended British Hill, And so I joined her coaching group. And when I say that I am, you know, really and truly uh, developing and growing into a completely different person than I was in September of '09, you can cool believe it.
0: Listen, I'm one. I know exactly what you mean. I jump up and down every time somebody contacts me, and I feel that, you know, we're not the perfect fit. I always, always send them to British Ford here. Yes. Uh, yeah, you That's need right. so I I'm a witness to that. Now, you're a coach yourself. What is it about Compass and British that makes you I know you you've leaped uh in your life to levels that you wanted to obtain. Uh so how long have you been coaching with British?
4: I've been coaching with British since about September of on August or September of oh nine, I believe.
0: Okay, okay. So how has your life changed since then?
4: Um, well, when I started with British, uh, and I've really been focusing through Compass on life balance and just maintaining and seeking balance in all areas of my life, mm-hmm. and I was really on the fence about leaving what I call the plantation and mm-hmm. launching out into my own um, on a seriously, you know, committed note. And so what I did was I shared some information in the coaching group and, and started putting things out there. I set you know, an emancipation for December, that day came and went. I struggled with that. I hem and hawed. I tried to second-guess myself. And then at the end I decided, you know what, I'm not happy here. My mm-hmm. spirit is quenched when I walk in the building of the of the organization that I was formerly working for. Mm-hmm. And I felt, you know, through my coaching and through my spiritual development and just through my own personal development and growth that now was the time. And so I actually walked away and attended my resignation in February. Mm -hmm. And for probably about seven days now, I have been self-employed, completely happy. I have
0: peace.
4: I have joy. I have confidence. You know, I feel like I can accomplish anything that I set my mind to accomplish. Now, that doesn't mean I don't have a little bit of anxiousness at times, you know, because we're used to going to one whale well for our water all the time. But what I've realized is that I will never know how successful I can be until I put myself in a position to be successful. I have mm-hmm. to set myself up to be successful. You know, as a former educator, I would tell my students all the time, my goal is to set you up for success, and I have to do the same thing for myself. And so working with British and the other women in the culture group has been such a great, Um, An encouraging inspiration for my life. You know, I've I've talked to Naima, we're friends on Facebook, and some of the other ladies in the group, and it's just been a wonderful opportunity to be surrounded by women, by like-minded women who are moving forward in their lives and their careers and their families and their relationships. And, you know, I've talked to British on the phone separately from the coaching groups, and it's just been a remarkable opportunity for me. And I'm able to translate that to my coaching clients because they see it in me. You know, they see a exactly. difference, they can tell my excitement and, and, and my peace and my joy and you know, they're like, Okay, I want that. I met with a client yesterday actually a potential client, and she was like, okay, whatever happened in your life since the last time I talked to you, I need some of that. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, you have no idea, okay? Oh. But I also recognize that everyone is not ready to do what I did. So right. like British said, we have to be careful about allowing them to see what's true in their lives, to own what's true in their lives, and then giving them to the level of living it and being it for them. That's it.
0: British Four Heal, listen, let me ask you something. Thank you, Shaquanda. And I give props to Educators, because I'm an educator myself.
3: Um, thank you, Shaquanda. Um, you are amazing as always. I love you, thank and you, it was such I love a love blessing to have met you, darling. Thank you so much for sharing on our call on this on Tanya's show tonight. Thank you, yeah, thank you, uh, you. Shaquanda. We're
0: gonna mute you out, but I, if you can hold on, because I know British has to leave in a few minutes, and I want her to uh, British. I want you to give us some tips on when you get that client um, who you know is not ready. Uh, to really deal with the commitment of coaching uh, and the investment, financial investment of coaching. What advice would you give that person? Because sometimes when you get into something and you're really not ready, you just mess it up and create a, a huger gap.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great question. Tanya, so, you know, when I do, uh, complimentary sessions with people in the beginning to kind of, you know, talk to them, so what is, what, you know, what is it that you want? What's led you here? Why, you know, why did you want to do this session? What are you trying to create in your life? Or even when I'm just getting into a casual conversation, With maybe a woman, even outside of a session or a work environment, we just kind of meet someplace and we start talking and she starts talking about, you know, things that she wants to create in her life or she's interested in what it is that I do. Whatever the case may be, what I'm usually encouraging people or my best bit of advice in that case would be to take a step forward to work with the coach when you are ready to make a change. Mm-hmm. And I mean that. I, I have absolutely, you know, not necessarily turned people down, but I have suggested that they wait. Or I've left let them off the hook where maybe they've, you know, said, oh, yeah, girl, I, <laughs> you know, I wanna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you. I'm going to get in that coaching group. I'm going to join Compass. Or, you know, I'm going to definitely get those private sessions with you. I know I need to. I've been talking about it for the last six months, you know, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I let people off the hook, and I say to them, listen, this is for you. This is for your life. Mm-hmm. It is all good. And, and and whether you join a coach in a private relationship or you join a personal development and coaching group like Shaquandra did, like I am with Compass, whatever the case may be, it is for you and for your life. So my biggest bit of advice is be ready for it. Don't make the commitment until you are ready. Now, I will say that Compass, which is, my primary coaching business and where Shaquandra is a client in my coaching group and Naima and, you know, we do work in a group session, um, is a great sort of first place for a lot of women that may not be ready for the full financial commitment of working with Mm -hmm. a private coach or they may not be ready for this sort of full disclosure, let me put my life all out on the line and really Mm -hmm. make those sort of day-to-day accountability. You know, that private coaching really puts you – on the line, like come on, let's let's move forward and get it done. The compass environment allows women in that case to sort of dip their toe into the world of personal development and coaching mm-hmm. in a group environment. And it also, which is which, quite frankly, is very powerful, very effective, and it's also for some women a safe place to begin because they can just sort of sit in a group, kind of bring up their confidence and self-esteem by realizing that they're, the, they're not the only ones that's going through this trouble or having financial issues or having relationship issues. It, it helps their own level of confidence when they can hear, wow, she's going through that too. Or they can kind of sit in the back of the room, so to speak, and sort of listen to the inspiring words
2: mm-hmm.
3: before they step up. So it helps that. And then it also helps because for women who are, are ready for change but are not ready for the financial commitment of a private coach, Compass can serve them in that it allows them to sort of you know dip their toe in financially because compass uh, people can become a part of my group for you know thirty nine dollars a month and then they can work their way up to the usual two or three hundred dollars a month for a private coach so that that's that would be my answer either you know wait completely until you're ready or start slow and work in a group personal development environment that might be a much more affordable price
0: tag as well yeah yeah the group coaching and you you're right because sometimes we have to just like take those baby steps. yes uh and uh there's nothing wrong with that and one thing i want you to do i know you have to go and we're going to bring them uh email before uh-huh. you go and then you can sure uh, out. uh but you said when people say i'm going to do it it's like they're trying to do it for you so i'm glad you said that you let people off the hook because i do that all the time because i tell them listen i don't want you to do it for me you know, you're not trying to please me. This is for your betterment. Uh you said that you want to uh move forward and it's okay if you're not ready, so I, you know, you know, I do that all the time. I know you
3: do. Yes, you do. You really. And, and you know what you've also done is, as you said, referred people to my coaching, which is a group environment, and you know, costs you know a little bit more less for some people. And you said, hey, British, this is, seems like she might be a better fit for your your environment. And so we, and I want to thank you for that because you definitely have done that.
0: Yeah, yeah, Uh, Mm. I'm one, I'm a winning woman, and a winning woman knows when to say no and let go, so I know how to do that now in my life, and I'm not ashamed to do so. Let's bring on my country music soul sister, I love her, Dr. (laughs) Naima. (laughs) Naima,
4: hi. Hi, Naima. Hello, hello, British. Hi, Tanya, how are you guys? We're great.
0: We're wonderful, wonderful, darling. Listen to British give this wonderful, wonderful information about coaching and why every woman, as I love her saying, every woman deserves a coach. And so we know, British, you have to step out. And we thank you for that. We're going to have you on uh, another time.
3: Yes, absolutely. And I look forward to it. And and I just want to say one more thing before I leave, and I'm going to let Naima take it away Mm -hmm. with all of her awesome blessed. I love her to death, but I want to just say, you know, Tanya, the book that you wrote recently, which is uh, "Girl, You Win." Okay, the ten highly essential habits of a woman, of a winning woman, is just. And amazing and I've highly recommended it to several of my clients and I actually have even referenced it during some of my coaching calls but I love you know what you say in chapter 3 under girl invest in a coach yeah. and that is a winning woman recognizes that coaching is an investment instead mm-hmm. of an expense a, winning, a winning, winning woman understands that investing in a consistent and caring coach is imperative to her life and it's in that section that says Make sure that you be around other people who push you to win. Thank you for that, Tanya White.
0: Oh, I'm so excited that somebody quoted my book. Thank you. For it. it was easy to do, darling. It's
3: that good.
0: Thank you so much, and I will follow up with you later and get back on your calendar. You yes. been a joy as usual.
3: Thank you so much for having me, Naima. I will talk to you soon, and uh, take it away.
4: Okay, I will.
0: Well,
3: Dr. Naima you
0: are no stranger to Real Talk with Tanya White.
4: We love having not. you here. And I love being on. <laughs> we need to get, get you actually, back for a co-hosting gig. Yes. So just tell me when. Just tell me when. But you know what? Real Talk with Tanya White actually changed my life. And it was because you had me co-host the same time you had British on doing a 15-minute coaching segment. And after it was over, I said to myself, I need to call her because I am tired of living this way, Um, you know, barely enough, just making it, not seeing any real ministry growth or development. And if I hadn't been on your show, I never would have heard her. If I never would have heard her, I never would have called her. And if I never would have called her, I would not be where I am today. And I have grown tremendously through coaching over the last eight months. Seriously. This is a
0: wonderful Wednesday cuz people are really uh, It's want you know you do what you do and you know the right. motto here is a real talk we want you to change your no I can't attitudes into yes I can not actions but it's so gratifying and so humbling to hear testimony when people do that so listen we are fulfilling our mission Amen. thank you once again and you you've already said it coaching has changed your life you got to a point that you know enough is enough I got to call her. But even after that show, because sometimes, you know, we're we're excited, we're motivated, and, you know, we do things. How long was it before after you made that contact? Because, you know, things get in our way uh, to try to stop us from really pushing forward to hire a coach. And I say hire a coach because I have a motto, whatever you pay for, you're going to cherish more. And a lot of us have been getting free stuff and been taking it for granted. But you need to hire a coach. You need to invest the money for yourself. So how long was
4: it after that show? You know, it was probably about a month because I remember I couldn't remember her name.
0: Mm-hmm. What, what
4: wound up happening was I said to myself, I'm going to call her, and then, of course, I never did. And then it was I got into a situation where, once again, I had I wasn't making my ministry budget and um, I, I just was not feeling well and I couldn't get motivated to eat right. And I mean, it was just a very stressful time. And I knew at that moment I was like, okay, I need someone – to kind of look at my life from the outside in and and speak honest truth to me and help me clarify, you know, what are my problems? What are my blockages? Why am I stopping myself from succeeding? And then I I went through the archives, and for some reason I could not – locate the show that we were all on. And then I was like, what is her name? And then I was like, I know it was something like a country. Uh (laughs) I just Googled like British coaching and she came up and I called her. It was probably about a month. And I, you know, my first thought was I'm never, because I looked at her website first. I was like, I'm never going to be able to afford this. I just Mm. can't do it. And I said, I'm going to call her anyway because she had, you know, first hour free consultation and we talked and I just, was loving everything she had to say, and then I said, you know, I really don't know if I can afford this. And she said, I have the perfect, you know, option for you. And she began to explain to me Compass and and the different tiers. And and then I said to myself, I can afford. Now I'm a I'm a master level client, so I was like, I can afford fifty nine dollars a month. What does that mean? What I I don't eat out three mm-hmm. times this yeah. month, because I eat out a lot, and I was thinking to myself, And if you're really trying important? to bling, bling, that's
0: one, dip, <laughs> right. That's one
4: dinner. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, what's more important? Is it, you know, eating out? Even if I'm on the road, you know, I can, I because, can, you know, I travel and I tour, I can cook in the hotel room. I can get a box of cereal and put some milk in the mini fridge. It can be done. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I can eat out less and change my life, mm-hmm. or I can determine that, Eating out is more important, and continue struggling the way I've been struggling, and that was what what made the decision. It was this is what I'm going to sacrifice to do what needs to be done, and I it has just been a whirlwind. I mean, my finances have increased, my ministry has grown, I've got a new male friend. Woo-hoo. <laughs> We're gonna I talk about it out there. Uh. <laughs> Naima. Um but, <laughs> that's well, girlfriend you know like, I, <laughs> it, it is girlfriends talk but you know why I mention it I mention it because my my self esteem and my yes. fear yes. issues were so um I was so wound up in those in my low self esteem and in my fear that I couldn't see myself For who I was, and once I began to work with British and could begin to see who I truly was, then other people could see who I truly was. And when they could see me confident and feeling beautiful and -hmm. and successful and, you know, on a mission and focused and about my father's business, then it's a lot easier to be like, her, I think she's attractive, I'm going to give her a call.
0: (laughs) And I remember one show you said... You used to tell your friends, "I don't want a man. I don't, I don't, I'm just me and God." And I was like, "No, honey. God <laughs> wants you to have some friends with some skin." So I'm glad of that. But you said something so amazing. I'm bring Sekwanda on because I want. We got to close out because uh, I have to. You know, it's my girl. You can win the week on Block Talk, and I have another interview. But um, you said something. I looked at the website, and I knew I couldn't afford it. Right. As women, as black women, especially we make excuses for money. Right. And let me tell you something. We are the richest <laughs> women and we spend the most money on stuff. Like I I tell I tell everybody, I got a down payment of a car of coach Purchase in coach purses <laughs> in my closet. Right. A right. Used car, a good used car of coach purses in my closet. I have <laughs> I'm a girly girl so I like perfume too and you know And I'm looking, I said, I made up in my mind a few years ago, I said, I'm going to stop saying I can't afford stuff because I can. It's how my mindset and how we think. And I want to bring Shaquanda in here and ask her about uh, the money issue, especially when it comes to coaching clients because that's when it comes to clients sometimes, that's the biggest, biggest, number one excuse they say, I can't afford it. Shaquanda, are you there? Yes, ma'am, I'm here. No, do you think money is a a huge barrier in people really launching out into coaching?
4: Oh, most definitely. And actually one of the reasons that I decided to become a Compass representative and a Compass coach was because when I tell people how much I charge for a coaching session, that turns a lot of people away. And like Naima just said, I've been there before, you know, as a coach, You know, sometimes it's hard for me to afford consistent coaching myself. Mm -hmm. And like I say, I believe every coach needs a coach. Every pastor needs a pastor. So I wanted to put myself in a position to be able to offer to others what Compass has to offer. You cannot get anywhere on the face of this earth three coaching sessions a month for $59. That was amazing to me. And it's not you know, something that's real superficial, it's in depth. You know, we get on that phone for that hour and 15 minutes sometimes, and people are crying and sharing and encouraging. And I was extremely concerned, personally, this was my first group coaching opportunity, I was concerned if my needs would be met. And so if there's anyone out there that's listening that's concerned about being in a group, you know, as far as confidentiality, throw that out of the window. You know, as right. far as making sure that their individual needs will be met, I have never left a call not getting what I went into the call to get. Wow! Listen,
0: ladies, this is yes, going want to have y'all back, but I want we have like uh, a minute, fifteen seconds. Taquanda, I want you to leave the <laughs> yes, audience ma'am. with one thing about why uh, you need to hire a coach. Our topic is: girl, you can win when you hire, hire, hire. A coach. I'm gonna stress hire a coach one more again. Uh, Leave us with one thing with our audience, Uh, women, because it's Women's Month, about why they need to invest in a coach.
4: The only way you can win is by hiring a coach. Period. Exclamation point.
0: Okay, girl, you are good. Have you back
4: up the steps? Amen. Amen. Yes. One thing.
0: One thing. Mm
4: Mm -hmm. Okay, my one thing is this I am winning because I hired a coach amen, Naima You better say that, girl (laughs) I am winning Listen, y'all have been
0: phenomenal It's Girl, You Can Win We get Tanya White's book, Girl, You Can Win The 10 Highly Essential Habits of a Winning Woman If you go to TanyaWhite.com right now We'll send you a free download Of a teaching idea called I'm Starting Over And I'm Never Going Back There Again Go to TanyaWhite.com Or you can go to Amazon.com these ladies, British, Shaquanda, Naima, Kendra, have been phenomenal. Tune in tomorrow as we have Allison Bird. We're going to close out with our song of the week by Christina Aguilera. It's called I'm Here to Stay. And as a winning woman, you got to be determined to be where you're supposed to be and stay where God places you. I love you guys. Tune in tomorrow, and we'll follow up with you later.